Columbia, roll on. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. Your power is turning our darkness to dawn. So roll on, Columbia. Hello and welcome to Capital Ideas. This is where we sit down with members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives to give you an inside look at important aspects of how your citizen legislature works and who and what it's working for. Today we'll introduce Representative Marcus Riccelli of Spokane. Marcus, who just wrapped up his third year in the House, serves as Deputy Majority Whip. He's vice chair of the House Health Care and Wellness Committee and sits on the Transportation and Capital Budget Committees as well. This wide-ranging interview was conducted by Travis Schaffner, and it opens with Marcus explaining to Travis why he tried out for soccer rather than the basketball team at his alma mater. Trust me, my uh, opportunity for Gonzaga was much higher for soccer than basketball, <laughs> and I was never the most talented guy, but I worked hard, kind of like the uh, mantra I like to take to the legislature. Uh, you know, um, I'm uh, somebody who just works hard, and I grinded it out, and there were certainly... Uh, on the soccer field and basketball court, there was many folks uh, more talented than me, but I was a hard worker. What was your first job? My first job was a soccer referee, actually, followed very closely by working at Senior Froggies, which is a local Mexican fast food restaurant where I did everything from work the fryer to cashier, and they were great, and it's a great local business, and they really supported me, and I actually worked off and on through high school and college. What did you learn from Senior Froggies? You know, what I really learned was the concept of hard work, showing up on time. And I guess what's concerning about that right now is that um, a lot of folks are trying to raise families on a wage I was doing while I was just intermittently working in high school. And when did you start working in politics? My senior year, I got involved in student government at Gonzaga. And my roommates noticed that I was occasionally watching C-SPAN for fun, which they thought was pretty strange since I was a business major. And so shortly after that, I got engaged in a political campaign in 2000, and that really changed the course of the direction of my life, really. Where'd you go from there? I went to Washington, D.C. I was a Spokane kid, but I jumped on a plane, uh, went uh, with another coworker who uh, I worked with on the campaign, and we took D.C. by storm, living on couches and friends' houses from place to place until I found a job working for a, a public affairs consulting firm back in Washington, D.C., it was an amazing time in my life. I learned a lot there. Um, and why didn't you stay? I just felt called back to, to uh, Washington. I wanted to go back to graduate school. I ended up at the University of Washington. Another main reason was that my future wife was in Spokane, and we were talking and chatting, and I decided I had to go home to see about a girl. Were you working then, or were you just doing graduate school full-time? Well, I was uh, a research assistant my first year. In my second year, I got elected to vice president of the graduate and professional student senate at University of Washington. And what that allowed me to do was actually spend a whole session in the legislature working on behalf of graduate students and advocating for them. That was a full-time job. Uh, I also uh, ran a campaign in Spokane, former state senator Chris Marr's initial election. When did you meet Lisa Brown? I met Lisa right when I got into politics around 2000 and um, formed a, a good relationship with Lisa. It's very interesting, too. She recommended me, was one of my recommendations for graduate school, but she said, I'm only writing this if you promise to come back to Spokane someday. And I looked her straight in the eye and said, I'll be back in Spokane. So that was a real great moment for me looking back at going to graduate school and, um, and, and how it all got connected. But yeah, she wrote a recommendation for me, and that was an important part where she said, you got to come back to Spokane. And I, I was 
wholeheartedly committed to coming back here. I love this community. And so how did you first end up in Olympia? Well, first was really um, as the graduate and professional student senate, I really cut my teeth working with uh, government affairs, student lobbyists from all the other schools, mostly undergrads. Occasionally, Washington State would have a graduate student lobbyist, but that was how I cut my teeth. We worked on bills that were important to students, testified on behalf of higher education issues that affected students, both undergrad and graduate, and and uh, that was my real first taste. And when did you come back to Olympia? Well, I came back to Olympia shortly after um, I spent three and a half years working for Senator Cantwell, so I believe it was 2010. I came back to Olympia, and I was asked to serve as Senator Lisa Brown's senior policy advisor. Senator Brown was a fantastic mentor. She worked hard on a lot of Spokane issues, but also statewide issues. So what it allowed me to do was be able to focus on a lot of regional issues on behalf of the senator, important projects, meet key stakeholders, really learn about policy and issues that affected our local Spokane region, which was amazing. And then I was a jack of all trades as projects came and went, a whole bunch of different things. So it was just a great opportunity and a wide spectrum of things to focus on. Were you still working for Lisa when you decided to run for public office? I'd been considering running in the 6th legislative district, but through redistricting, had found myself districted into the 3rd district where I lived. So I kind of put that on the shelf. And then Lisa came and told me she was going to be stepping down. And I decided, after talking with my wife and some other key uh, friends and family members, that this was my time to give it a shot and uh, went all in. It was really exciting for me because I do believe my first year I was able to hit the ground running. And that's what I told the people back here in Spokane, that I would go in there and I would get engaged quickly. And it was great for me because some of my colleagues who didn't have Olympia experience, I was able to help work with them and, and show some things. But also what was amazing, all the things you don't know, uh, the jump from staffer to legislator was still a huge jump. What's been really great about it is to dig down in issues, particularly things like healthcare, which I didn't have a background in, but I cared a lot about. That's been very fantastic. And the relationships. And that's bipartisan as well. I've made a lot of friends on both sides of the aisle and uh, really the collegial atmosphere down there. It's not what gets reported and it's not what's being reported nationally. There's a lot of good people who want to get stuff done. And um, so it's been, it's been a fantastic experience. It's been tough going to these extra sessions, being away from home, but... My family and I, we believe it's worth the sacrifice when we're able to look back. And I believe in the first three years, I've had a real strong record of accomplishments and, and leading up to what I think was kind of the culmination of a really strong third year for me in a legislative session from the medical school to the North Spokane corridor to some policy bills that we were able to work on. Is there a particular bill or bills that have been kind of personal for you or that have been important for you in terms of just maybe people you've engaged with in the community? or Two uh, bills stick out outside of the WSU Michael School bill, which was by the number of co-sponsors, folks might have thought it was a slam dunk, but that was anything but. It was a dance of legislation. Um, we had all the twists and turns and probably one of the things I'm most proud to have worked on. But for me personally, a great accomplishment was a newborn screening bill, my second year that I was able to pass. My daughter, after she was born, every child gets a newborn screening test. 30 days after that, we were notified by the by our pediatrician that there was an abnormality. So I did what any other parent does. I got on the web and started looking at this, which you shouldn't do, by the way, if you're not a healthcare professional. And it said really the importance uh, of this PKU test when you find an abnormality is to, to get on top of it within five or six days. At that very exact same time, nationally and 
particularly in Spokane County, our hospitals were not returning these uh, newborn samples in a timely fashion. So I got very involved. Also one of my colleagues, Steve Berquist, a representative, had the same issue with his daughter and just kind of started asking some questions. What's going on? I thought the stars aligned. So I really dug in. I brought the stakeholders together. I brought the hospitals to the table and I said, this is not right. And we came up with a great agreement where everybody was on board. I'm very proud of that and it's very personal too. And my, my daughter was completely okay, but I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a parent to go through that and then have it not been okay. Um, the other one was a real fun one. I came into the legislature with an idea that we should be more transparent. We are the, the Microsoft state. We should be able to put uh, our budgets online so that citizens could see them by county and by legislative district in a very easy fashion, and uh, that wasn't being done. So I worked on a bill. I knew I wanted to get some Republican support. I worked with Representative Hawkins, and we did exactly that. We went to – there's now a website where you can – um, see the capital and transportation budgets by legislative district and county and how much is being invested in a very easy navigable form. Now, that didn't end up being my bill. That ended up being Representative Hawkins' bill because a Senate Republican tried to kill our bill by putting an amendment. So after that occurred, I basically killed my bill and went back to the drawing board and we reintroduced that bill under Representative Brad Hawkins' name and passed it and got it out. I got the policy. My name wasn't the prime sponsor, but it's something I'm very proud of. Going back to the WCU Med School, since you, you're, ta you're talking about some of the politics involved, uh, the WCU Med School bill, there were two bills, really. There was yours, and then Senator Michael Baumgartner from the neighboring 6th District, he had the, the companion in the Senate. Yet yours is the one that went through. Was it important to you that, that your name be attached to that bill, or were you willing to, to sacrifice just to make sure the policy got through. I was willing to sacrifice, and that's the agreement Senator Baumgartner had. I think it surprised a lot of people, but that's the kind of things that we need to do to get important policy moving forward for our communities. And so when I talked with Senator Baumgartner, jokingly, when I was rounding up signatures on the House side, he said, well, if you get 50 signatures, it can be your bill. No problem there. And he, to his credit, he very much stuck by his word. So it was a very bipartisan bill, and you learn a lot from these bills. You look ab about policy and what matters to community and how you can work together. And we brought folks from all over the state, every corner of the state together, and we had just very strong votes. But there were many points in in the story of that bill where the, it was hanging on the edge, and it could have gone the other way, and this could have been a multi-year project. And personally, I'm just pleased it's not only the right policy and it's great for this community, but... I could not have lived with myself if we had to go back with um, Elson Floyd passing during this time. It was just a tribute, and this is very appropriate today as we speak. This is the day that they have officially WCU named uh, WCU's med school the Elson Floyd Medical School. You just ended the legislative session a few months ago. You've got the 2016 legislative session in just a few months. Uh, your focus last year was primarily on healthcare, healthcare-related issues like the WSU Med School, and you did another newborn screening bill. Um, are you going to be continuing to work on healthcare issues, or will you be working on other things in the 2016 session? Policy focused on healthy kids and healthy families is paramount for me, and I'm going to continue to focus on that. We were able to secure a million dollars for healthy food in our schools through the capital budget by ensuring that there's schools that want to do scratch and modified scratch cooking can go through a grant process. We need to make sure our kids are not just eating healthy though, that they're leading active lifestyles. And so I want to focus on what kind of PER elementary students getting? Are they meeting that required? Because this obesity 
and diabetes epidemic is something that will cost the healthcare system a great deal and also is very concerning to longevity of lives. This is the first generation that is slated to not live longer than their parents. Today you had a press conference regarding the Cornbread Senior Activity Center getting funding for an elevator. What else can Spokane expect to see from your work in the capital budget this past year? Well, I'm pleased to serve on the capital budget. The capital budget is really our jobs bill for our state. It provides critical local infrastructure. Things like the New Tech Skills Center, the Women and Children's Free Restaurant, the Women's Club, like this elevator at Corbin Senior Center, and the Martin Luther King Jr. Family Outreach Center. These type of community projects are just a great opportunity to show local folks where their taxpayer dollars are being invested right here for necessary infrastructure. That's today's program. Subscribe to this podcast now on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov and spend a few minutes a week with Capital Ideas. After all, this is your state government, and the more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats. Thank you for listening. <laughs>